Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. If we have learned anything in the past several years, it's that political cycles are getting longer and longer. The election is not until November of 2025, but realistically, if you're going to run an election for mayor of Detroit, which is a very prime job, you really do have to start early. The most prominent member of the Detroit City Council is making waves with an eye on the mayor's office. This is the Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Since 2013, Mike Duggan has been the mayor of Detroit, winning a write-in campaign in the primary, eventually beating the late Benny Napoleon in the general election. At that same time, Mary Sheffield won her first election to the Detroit City Council. Duggan was the first white mayor elected in Detroit in 40 years. And at 26, Sheffield was the city's youngest ever council person. Fast forward to today, Duggan is on his third term as mayor, and Sheffield is the president of the council. Yesterday, it was revealed that Sheffield is exploring a run for mayor in 2025. What might that election be about? Investing in communities, making sure block clubs and people who are you know, involved in their neighborhoods have resources and support, making sure that it's safe and affordable to live in the city. Those seem like the most pressing issues as we continue to lose population here. We're talking about the mayor's legacy when he came into office, he talked about how you could judge his performance based on whether Detroit grew in terms of population. And he's battling with the census, but, you know, based on the federal data, he hasn't accomplished that. Detroit's continued to shrink. And there's certainly neighborhoods that are growing. I'm not painting a picture of, like, the city overall declining. But that's where this becomes really important. The mayor and the city council are able to direct resources to neighborhoods that change the future, that kind of define what's happening, whether people will move in or if the disinvestment happens, people will, will move out of those areas. That voice belongs to Malachi Barrett. He's a government reporter for Bridge Detroit. A minute ago, I mentioned that Duggan was the first white mayor since the early 1970s. Malachi thinks that that will play a big role in the next mayoral election. Certainly in a city that has seen the loss of black representation in Congress, that has seen some black representation in the state legislature with redistricting, I think there's going to be a pretty major conversation around returning the mayor's seat to a black Detroiter. That's going to be really interesting to watch to see play out, I think. We talk about it all the time, that people want to have that representation. It means a lot. 
it obviously has an impact on the way people view issues in the city. I think it's definitely something that's going to be coming up a lot. Other than race, how might a possible matchup? Now, I say possible because neither Sheffield or Duggan has officially announced they'll run in 2025. Sheffield is exploring the race, and the mayor has not committed either. WWJ's Charlie Langton spoke with Council President Sheffield this morning. You can hear that interview on WWJNewsRadio.com. I asked Charlie how he sees the two, Sheffield and Duggan. I think Mayor Duggan focused on a lot of business opportunity. I kind of think Mary Sheffield might reflect a little more on neighborhoods and residents. She emphasized that she wanted uh, equality for Detroiters. Maybe her theme is going to be, let's take the city back to the neighborhoods. She's been a little outspoken in some of the police activities with shot spotter and facial recognition, that type of thing. I think a lot of those discussions and how she frames reparations, which likely is going to have an impact on residents of Detroit will certainly, I think, become part of her platform. Not that Mayor Duggan doesn't focus on that or any other person wouldn't, but it seems to me that business and growing the city, you know, maybe arguably the downtown as opposed to anything else, which has been the criticism, but you need both to succeed. But I would say that the emphasis, if I think where her campaign would go, would probably be just a little more toward the neighborhoods. Charlie mentioned Sheffield's stance on business. That's something Malachi mentioned to me as well. He says this part of Sheffield's record is nuanced. She was notably the lone no vote in the District Detroit tax incentives, the most recent round of that anyway. Her district represents a lot of downtown and midtown area, certainly areas that have seen quite a bit of growth and that has relied on support in terms of subsidies. She has said that she's not opposed to this, but the developers have been getting kind of a blank check, and she didn't feel that the community benefits was strong enough. I think she takes a more skeptical approach when it comes to doling out that funding. So that is something definitely that will be interesting to watch. Does her positions on that soften? Does she become more demanding of businesses to prove that they actually need subsidies when they're working on these big projects? But I think it's definitely fair to say that her perspective on this represents a pretty significant departure from the Duggan administration and, you know, how that's gone over the last decade or so. In 2021, Sheffield ran for re-election unopposed in District 5. She was the only member to run without competition. It was after that she was elected president of the city council. Malachi says Sheffield has been aggressive with her agenda. She's led some pretty successful initiatives in terms of, like, her legislative agenda. I mean, she passed right to council. There's been a small measure of relief for overtaxed homeowners. They've created a reparations task force and industry standards board for arena workers and also passed some legislation around oversight of surveillance contracts. There's a lot of things left undone. She's been pushing for an arena surcharge, a tax on some of the revenue that comes out of LCA and the downtown entertainment venues. She's also been looking into ordinances around requiring construction contractors to meet workforce hiring targets. And I think there's some questions about how effective are the things that have come through. But I think if you're kind of looking at has she delivered on the things that she told voters she would be focused on, in large, she's been hammering through that list. What about the mayor? How should voters frame what he's done in office? He's continued to secure re-election after running that write-in campaign in 2021. 
He beat Anthony Adams by like 45,000 votes or something like that. So he's had a pretty commanding electoral success in Detroit. He's obviously overseen a period of like major change. He's pushed forward a lot of redevelopment of neighborhoods, a lot of demolition of blighted properties. It feels like we're in kind of a transitionary phase right now where some of the kind of emergency actions that were maybe taken to push properties into the land bank has slowed down a little bit. The land bank has offloaded a lot of its inventory. Michigan Central was a large symbolic project for the mayor, I think. But in terms of like the mayor's legacy, I think he's defining it right now. And that will have big implications for what his political future will be. Here is one thing that will matter greatly. What will the mayor do? And how much does that factor what will happen in 2025? There is a lot that will happen politically between now and then. And part of the question is just how ambitious is the current mayor? I think we're all kind of curious what comes next for him. I mean, there's rumblings that he might be interested in running for governor. You know, that kind of depends on Governor Whitmer's future. Obviously, she can't run for re-election again, but You know, if she runs for president, is there a lane open now for for Duggan to run for governor of Michigan? Does that in turn kind of open up the field for Mary to run for mayor? There's going to be a lot of shuffling around politically. We also have a big Senate race that could, you know, maybe bring some candidates into the foray there that may have otherwise run for something more local. It's hard to kind of say what's going to shake out here. This is kind of an early announcement on her part, not even an announcement. (laughs) I think they were a little... uh, not surprised by the news coverage, but they weren't being public about her interest in in running for mayor. This is uh, very early on. Remember, nobody's running for mayor of Detroit, at least not yet. But if you sit around and wait, it'll be too late before you know it. The election is not until November of 2025. But realistically, if you're going to run an election for mayor of Detroit, which is a very prime job, you really do have to start early. And I think there's some benefit politically from getting out there early and maybe seeing what Duggan will do, which is kind of interesting because I asked her, would your decision change if Mayor Duggan decided to run again for a fourth term? And she hesitated for about a second, but she said, no, she's going to go ahead and form her exploratory committee. I think she's committed. Most of the interview was talked about some of the mechanics of it. She's got to form an exploratory committee, which I believe under the law, she now can raise some money. She can hire a consultant, which she did, a local friend who has ties to Detroit, but who also worked with Elizabeth Warren and Barack Obama. Will Sheffield and Duggan meet in an election? While there are many differences between the two, there are also plenty of similarities. Both born in Detroit to powerful parents with strong political legacies, who have carved out their own paths. Certainly any prediction today would be without merit, but let the jockeying for position begin. Today's big thanks go out to Malachi Barrett and Charlie Langton for their time. Check out wwjnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you want the Daily J delivered right to you? Well, all you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark, and this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.